Let's start with a brief summary. This article written by Paul Graham in 2015 discusses why startup founders can be good people. Graham criticizes the harsh and ruthless portrait of a successful business person and points out that such an approach is not necessary for success. He states that a successful startup should focus on rapid growth rather than squeezing every penny out of its customers. Graham argues that being a good person and focusing on customer satisfaction can help increase growth rate and ultimately lead to a more successful business. Before we dive in, I want to share a quick note about how this podcast is created. As you've probably noticed, this podcast isn't voiced by a human, but by artificial intelligence. I'm obligated to inform you of this beforehand due to the rules of AI services. This podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Wope.com, an AI startup that combines content marketing with artificial intelligence to significantly boost traffic and revenue of your startups. For all the latest content, be sure to follow me at x.com slash Now let's turn our attention back to the essay. Haft Why Being a Good Person Won't Harm Entrepreneurs. Original title, Why It's Safe for Founders to Be Nice. Date, August 2015. I recently got an email from a founder that helped me understand something important. Why it's safe for startup founders to be nice people. I grew up with a cartoon idea of a very successful businessman. In the cartoon, it was always a man. A rapacious, cigar-smoking, table-thumping guy in his 50s who wins by exercising power and isn't too fussy about how. As I've written before, one of the things that has surprised me most about startups is how few mean of the most successful founders are like that. Maybe successful people in other industries are, I don't know, but not startup founders. I knew this empirically, but I never saw the math of why till I got this founder's email. In it, he said he worried that he was fundamentally soft-hearted and tended to give away too much for free. He thought perhaps he needed a little dose of sociopathness. I told him not to worry about it, because so long as he built something good enough to spread by word of mouth, he'd have a super linear growth curve. If he was bad at extracting money from people, at worst, this curve would be some constant multiple less than one of what it might have been. But a constant multiple of any curve is exactly the same shape. The numbers on the y-axis are smaller, but the curve is just as steep. And when anything grows at the rate of a successful startup, the y-axis will take care of itself. Some examples will make this clear. Suppose your company is making $1,000 a month now, and you've made something so great that it's growing at 5% a week. Two years from now, you'll be making about a $160 a month. Now suppose you're so unrapacious that you only extract half as much from your users as you could. That means two years later, you'll be making $80 a month instead of 116. How far behind are you? How long will it take to catch up with where you'd have been if you were extracting every penny? A mere 15 weeks. After two years, the unrapacious founder is only three not five months behind the rapacious one. If you're going to optimize a number, the one to choose is your growth rate, growth.html. Suppose as before that you only extract half as much from users as you could, but that you're able to grow 6% a week instead of 5%. Now, how are you doing compared to the rapacious founder after two years? You're already ahead, $214K a month versus 160K and pulling away fast. 
In another year, you'll be making $4.4 million a month to the rapacious founder's $2 million. Obviously, one case where it would help to be rapacious is when growth depends on that. What makes startups different is that usually it doesn't. Startups usually win by making something so great that people recommend it to their friends. And being rapacious not only doesn't help you do that, but probably hurts. The reason startup founders can safely be nice is that making great things is compounded and rapacity isn't. So if you're a founder, here's a deal you can make with yourself that will both make you happy and make your company successful. Tell yourself you can be as nice as you want so long as you work hard on your growth rate to compensate. Most successful startups make that trade-off unconsciously. Maybe if you do it consciously, you'll do it even better. And notes. Many think successful startup founders are driven by money. In fact, the secret weapon of the most successful founders is that they aren't. If they were, they'd have taken one of the acquisition offers that every fast-growing startup gets on the way up. What drives the most successful founders is the same thing that drives most people who make things. The company is their project. In fact, since 2, 1.05 cr 15, the unrapacious founder is always 15 weeks behind the rapacious one. The other reason it might help to be good at squeezing money out of customers is that startups usually lose money at first, and making more per customer makes it easier to get to profitability before your initial funding runs out. But while it is very common for startups to die from running through their initial funding and then being unable to raise more, the underlying cause is usually slow growth or excessive spending rather than insufficient effort to extract money from existing customers. Thanks to Sam Altman, Harj Tagar, Jessica Livingston, and Jeff Ralston for reading drafts of this, and to Randall Bennett for being such a nice guy.